Today's episode is brought to you by Create Engage, the specialist digital marketing agency for the disruptive management consultancy. Now, for long-time listeners, you will probably already know who we are. You may have even heard one of our ads on a previous episode of this podcast. But for those of you who don't, here is a short introduction. At Create Engage, we help you create an effective marketing strategy for your consultancy, a strategy that will resonate with your target clients. And then we support you by delivering the campaigns you need to turn that strategy into a reality, helping you to build your brand, raise your profile with your prospective clients, and ultimately generate return on investment from your marketing activity. Now, I could tell you about many of the great clients that we work with and the results we've delivered for them. But instead, I'm going to do something much more powerful and something that I would recommend you do for your own marketing. I'm going to let our clients do the talking for us. If you are currently thinking about marketing for your consultancy, you're going to want to listen to this. Create Engage started the process for us. They managed it end to end. They came up with some really creative ideas and we were really happy with the work that they did, which meant that we could just focus on running the business. Not only did we start conversations with clients that we hadn't spoken to before, but also there was tangible return on investment by some work that we were given. They've helped right from the initial shaping of the idea through to helping us work out what our end goal was. They've supported us with the visual identity and our positioning of the brand. We've had an immediate expansion of our network and, and have initiated a raft of new conversations with owners, CEOs in, in target client organisations and has led to us winning new projects already. One of the greatest compliments, I guess, is that one of our competitors even said that uh, they really like what we're doing with marketing. They wish they could be doing something as good. So from our perspective, we couldn't recommend Create Engage any more than this. I would certainly recommend Create Engage if you're a consulting firm. They really understand consultancies and the sort of challenges we face. And, uh, you know, I don't think you're going to get much better marketing anywhere else. So I wouldn't hesitate to recommend Create Engage. They did a really good job for us. So if you're looking for an agency that can help you achieve the results that our clients just described, then head to our website, createengage.co.uk, where you can find out more about how we support consulting firms like you. You can download our latest ebook and you can get in touch to talk about how we can help you take your consultancy to the next level through digital marketing. Hi, and welcome to Climate Consulting. Today's episode is something a little bit different, something that I do every few months, and it is a chance to look back, to pause, reflect, and listen to some great advice from some fantastic guests. For anyone who is a regular listener, you have probably already listened to rounds one, two, three, and hopefully four of these episodes. And today I bring you round five of advice from the best in the business. For those of you who are new to the podcast or have only recently started listening, here is a quick overview of what this episode is. Every interview that I do with my guests, I always ask them one specific question at the end. And that is, what one piece of advice would you give to someone just starting their career to someone at manager level in a consultancy, and to someone approaching partner. It's a chance for my guests to share their advice for those different stages on the journey in consulting, and it's something that I know myself and other listeners find really valuable. So 
what I like to do is put those all together so that you can hear the similarities and the differences in those pieces of advice so that you can apply them to your own career. I love listening to the variety that we get. They're always so insightful. And I know that you get a ton from these too. Today, you'll hear from a whole host of guests from the past six months. They've all come from a range of different backgrounds, a range of different types and sizes of consultancies, and they all have really unique perspectives on how you can succeed and how you can climb in consulting. In this episode, you will hear from James Constable at Albany Beck, Tom Hewson at Red Compass, Angus Ridgway, formerly of McKinsey, now of Potential Life, Kevin Ellis of PwC UK, Richard Fenning, formerly of Control Risks, now at Manchester Square Partners, and Jonathan Davis of Avalok. I loved listening back to these guests, and it reminded me just how much great advice they shared in their conversations. And I hope that you find it just as valuable as I have myself. So with the intro done, now you know who you're going to be listening to. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy today's best in the business round five episode of Climbing Consulting. Well, for the graduate, quite simply, say yes. Just say yes. Whatever's asked of you, just say yes. You know, you are cutting your teeth in your career. If you're asked to do what you foresee as not your long-term goal, just say yes. Because there'll be someone who's saying it to you for a reason. And the beauty of consulting is it's so varied. And, you know, you can roll on from project to project. And if you're the person that says yes, you know, your stock goes up. I'm not saying be a general dog's body. I'm just saying try as much as you possibly can. Keep what works. With the mid-level, I would say, you know, when you found something that genuinely spikes interest, not that you're a bit blasé about it, there's something that really interests you, a, a a sector or a uh, skill set and something within that, you know, just pour accelerant on that and, and just become the inch-wide, mile-deep strategy in that. Because if you are interested in it, that is half the battle. And you will live, eat and breathe that. And, and, and your career will develop because of the passion that you have in that area. So, you know, the old adage, you fire bullets. And then when one lands, you fire cannonballs. It's a little bit like that with a graduate. But then when you're at sort of three to five year level, you will have established what works for you and bet heavily on that move. And then for the partners, it's a bit of advice that I take myself, you know, don't be complacent. Keep learning. Have your cup overflowing in terms of new things in the market. The amount of partners that I've interviewed that are oh, that, you know, blockchain, that'll never catch on or something like that. You know, don't be that person. Move the cheese, evolve, you know, learn more and more and more. Don't ever be complacent and think you're the finished article. We are, as I said earlier, the finished article. There's new things coming back all the time. And the best consultants that work for Albany Beck at the senior end are the people that have a genuine interest in new things coming out. You know, all things data, even if they don't work in data, they're craving to learn about Hadoop and all these different things. And they work in reg or they work in risk or finance, but they're just craving that more and more knowledge. So don't be complacent and, and keep learning, keep moving the cheese, keep evolving on a personal level. And if you want to start a business, 
give it the taste test, make sure it stands up, make sure you're passionate about it and grab the nettle and go for it. Okay, so reverse order. The person approaching partner, okay? Like we said before, you can't do it for the money. Making partner is the outcome of the things you already do. It's not a goal to reach. You know, that you act in a certain way and the outcome of that is partner. You care about other people. You build businesses. You're such an expert. You know, you're naturally a leader. Who you are, how you act, it's, it's not something to strive for. Be who you are. And the result will become you make partner, right? Don't strive for partner. Strive to be better as you. That's that, that's that's the key to the door of partner, okay? That's the differentiator. Person in the middle of your career. Probably this is the hardest time in your life. Don't give up, right? That you probably got the, the biggest squeeze in your finances. You've bought a house or, you know, and you're probably maybe maybe starting to get kids or maybe you're trying not to get kids and your other friends have and they've kind of left you alone, you know, and there's tremendous work pressure because you've now got responsibility. This is the biggest squeeze. Hang in hang in, right? It gets better. You know, that we know statistically you will be in the most unhappy time in your life is perhaps about 32 to 42 because of all these pressures. Hang in, keep going, grind it out. There is something on the other side that your expertise will deliver some of the things you really want. And the first one starting at the beginning, I would say, try everything. You know, you are so much younger than you think you are. Shut up, Tom. No, no, I'm not patronizing you. I'm saying your opportunities are ahead of you. Don't worry if you go down this road for two years the wrong road and you got to reverse and go down another road you've got time you've got time and everything you learn on the wrong roads you will be able to pull together later in your career try things do things but live simply so the person who's starting their career in consulting i would say statistically you're not actually starting your career in consulting because the vast majority of people that start in consulting don't have a career in consulting so really what you're doing is you're starting your career and so don't view this as a yet as your career in consulting. View it as the start of your professional life. And I would go back to this idea of passion and purpose and this idea of going all in. Whatever you do, I just as I reflect on this conversation and in a way you've, you've helped me understand a little bit more about myself, actually. And I, and I think this idea of going all in is really, really important. And it's difficult because there are so many possibilities. So it's very easy to stand on the edge of the dance floor, never actually getting into the mix. The message is go all in one way or another. So then you have the person who's the sort of, the, uh, you know, a few years in person. I would go back to the marginal value question, you know, of the extra day. I think that's, that, that's how that you need to be thinking about this, start thinking about this at that point. And then as far as the partner, uh, I would say is you may think you've arrived, you haven't. So you better get used to that pretty fast. This is just the beginning. And so get used to it uh, and don't somehow think that you've achieved comfort. On the contrary, there is no comfort in consulting. And basically, we shouldn't be solving for comfort in any aspect of our professional lives. We should be living this in an adventure where the lack of comfort is more than offset by all of the joys of the ride. That's the how we should be we, we playing for this. I think it'd be the same advice, actually. I think you, whatever you're doing, whatever grade, whatever you are in your career, you must always keep learning and seeking new experiences and keep building your networks. You know, quite often, I think there's this kind of, from the outside, people think that people make partner and then they build their networks. 
most of the strongest business relationships I've had, I've had for years. So I would say to all of them, you know, wherever you seen you are, you must learn, you're learning all the time about yourself as well as about other things, but also making sure you're constantly building your networks. I guess starting out a career is probably grab every opportunity that you can. You're likely to think that, you know, I can't do this, I can't do that. I'm not qualified. You know, there are people much better qualified than me for doing this within the organization or I just don't have the confidence to do it. But, and I, I think I'm definitely guilty of this is, is you know, I'm not, or probably being, having ha- had to probably more than anything else, I certainly probably wouldn't have volunteered to do some of the things you end up doing when you're starting your own business, but you sort of end up having to do them and you don't do it through choice. But it is just to grab everything you can that's in front of you because they're all experiences and, you know, the, Many of them will go wrong, and that's absolutely fine. You know, the important thing is to learn from them and to to take those learnings and and how do you evolve that as you as you go forwards. I guess for the middle, you know, someone who's done four or five years is probably at that point where they are deciding whether they're going to specialise in what they do or whether they are going to perhaps go into management. And that decision is not a straightforward one because the management one quite often looks like it is the great way to go. And what you might find is that you end up not necessarily having had enough training in learning how to be a really good manager and managing a whole group of people where you wish you were doing their job, but you're now spending that, your time listening to them rather than actually doing the thing that you enjoyed. And so I guess it's just getting that that decision-making process right, take the time to really understand what it is you want and learn about that to really talk it through as to which of those two directions um, you're going to go down. And, and then not, you know, it doesn't mean you can't end up moving back to one or the other down the line. They're, they're certainly not the decision you make for, for life. But um, that's certainly something which, you know, I, I've, I've made some incorrect decisions, I think, um, going backwards and, and, and other people who've sort of certainly had conversations with me and pushed and pushed and pushed to be managers have then decided actually, you know, a year down the line, this is a, this is a terrible mistake. I definitely shouldn't have been doing this. I want to go back to where I was excellent at what I was doing, but I've I've sort of moved into an area where I don't think that this is necessarily going to be me as I go forwards. I don't enjoy it, and I, and I guess that idea of enjoyment really is you if you're approaching something as you become more senior is really funny what it is that you love, what you really enjoy doing. Because if you're up at the level whereby you are in a position to make those decisions, if you're getting to be choosing to be a partner or choosing to be a CEO or whatever it happens to be, is is, is finding something you love because there will be, you know, challenges that come with that. You'll get to be in a position, a very fortunate position to make a lot of decisions about what happens with an organization, but you'll also be in a position whereby there are inevitably some more difficult decisions that are going to float up your way as well. And so you need to make sure that there is a balance in those two things and that, you know, you're not just ending up in a position whereby you're having to make lots of difficult decisions and you're not not doing something you really enjoy or, or it could be quite a quite a challenging period in your life. This is in danger of sounding like one of those values that sit on a piece of paper <laughs> blue tacked to the wall above the photocopier. But there is something about being generous, I think, to one's colleagues. And I think often in that consulting environment, people have an expertise that is valuable and is sellable. And there is a tendency amongst the nicest of people to try and hoard that expertise to themselves because it's their intellectual property. It's their ticket to get on the roller coaster, if you like. And I think the most successful consultants and the most successful kind of leaders of consulting firms, are their hallmark is complete and utter open generosity with what they know to others. And I think that's a little bit more subtle than it sounds because it makes it sound as if 
the opposite is a bad thing. But so many people, as I say, that is what enables them to earn their living. And people completely understandably are sometimes a bit proprietorial about that or they're proprietorial about a client relationship or they're proprietorial about some particular aspect of, of their kind of knowledge or their capability. And my advice to everybody is to abandon that completely and just open the door and be as generous as you can with others and it will repay you. The first to the person just starting out is build strong relationships everywhere you go and nurture them assiduously. The man or woman on the desk opposite you could be the chief exec of a huge organization in 15 years time. And there's something really interesting about relationships, which is that it's a bit like why do famous people mostly have as their friends people they grew up with? Well, it's because they're the only people they know are really their friends rather than their friends because of the position that they have in life. Chief execs are like that. The ones that I know that I have the best relationships on, we're the ones that I started work with when we were kids. So that one, that one's powerful, I think. Four or five years in, focus. It's very easy four or five years in to start to do loads of different things and doing, you know, my career has been lots of different things, but there's been a technology theme through it. There have been a number of themes through it. So I think I would say follow those themes and keep consistency. The second is try and really observe a sort of rule that's always worked for me, which is that career at that stage, at all stages, but definitely at that stage, is 50% your responsibility and 50% the responsibility of the company you work for in terms of shaping it. Make sure they do their bit in terms of making the opportunities available to you, but do your bit too and decide what you want to do, approach it proactively and constructively and make sure the two mesh. And then, you know, really think about, it doesn't mean closing off parts for yourself at that stage of life, but don't try and do a thousand things. Try and think of what the, you know, things are. The other thing I would say is, when we talked about Caterham, what I said was that actually the core skills that I learned served me well in that situation. So the core consulting skills. So I would say, really focus on making sure that you develop those core consulting skills because it doesn't matter what you go on to do later, they will serve you well. The last one, approaching partner, probably two things. A partner, very experienced partner, Anderson, gave me a very good bit of advice, which is he said, you need to be, as a consultant, a successful partner, you need to be either T-shaped or pie-shaped in the mathematical sense, you know, symbol sense, in that you've got to have all the skills at a certain depth across the top. You've got to be able to talk to clients, write documents, present, et cetera, et cetera. But you need to have a leg or two legs, possibly, where you have depth. And he said, you have to have a reason why clients call you and why people want to hear from you. And the T in the T shape or the pie in the pie shape are the two deep ones, the ones that are the reasons. So for me, these days, is actually not so much subject matter expert. It comes back to getting to, yes, I'm all right at negotiating deals. And that's what people come to me for most. You need your thing. And the other is, if you're approaching partner, it's a very tough place to be because there are lots of people who really desperately want to get there and some may and some won't. But I can say that 
the firms that select partners are very good at it and they're usually pretty meritocratic and the thing that determines whether you get through or not usually regardless of all the you know fairness unfairness stuff is whether you create value for the firm and value for the clients and i would say don't kid yourself you know you you know if you are deep down you know if you're creating value for the client or if you're creating value for your firm and your team point was really interesting nick which is you said you know team sports you can hide well you can't hide if you want to become a partner and what you will do probably is make a bad decision because you will end up not being realistic with yourself you aren't really creating value you'll stay in that position for three, four, five, six years, maybe, and you won't get there. And the question is, is it the right fit job for you? Or should you go and take your valuable skills and put them elsewhere? Or are you indeed creating that client value and that value for your firm based on the shape of your skills? And then you'll get there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Climbing Consulting. If you have any guest recommendations, comments, ideas, thoughts on how I can make this show better for you, just drop me an email. It's nick at createengage.co.uk and I really look forward to hearing from you.